Continuing, continuing in Parshas Vayetze. Vayisa Yaakov Ragla Vayelech Arts of Nekedem. Vayar Yaakov Avinu sees Vine Bi'er Basada. He sees a well in the field. Vine Sham Shloisha Edreitzain. And there are three flocks of sheep, rapes and maleha, that are lying right near this well. For from that well, they feed all the flock. And the rock is very large on the be'er. Rashi explains, what's, it's a, str- a cryptic pasuk. There's a well, there's a lot of three flocks of sheep are sitting next to the well, and it's a very large stone on the well. The Torah, obviously, the Torah is recording here. Yaakov Avinu is going, and he's, and he's about, he's going to the base Lavan. And he's going, ultimately, to get his Shidduch, to get Rachel and Leah. And the Torah, which is so mekatzer, the Torah, which is so brief, is that it speaks rather lengthy over here. What's happening by the well? By the well, there are three flocks of sheep. They're lying around. Now, why are they lying there? What's happening? There's a lot of inactivity. There's a lot of laziness going on here. He sees three flocks of sheep lying by the bear. There's a whole bunch, like it, the, the, the picture of people are waiting. Like, what's this point of three? That for sure the needs work. This is what he sees three flocks of sheep lying by the well, and it's a very big stone. So what Rashi explains, what Chazal explained, is that there was a huge stone on top of the well, and an individual, each individual shepherd wasn't able to pull off the stone. When they all collectively came, when many, many shepherds came to that stone, collectively they were able to push it off. An individual couldn't put off, push off the stone, and as such, all his sheep would starve to death. They wouldn't get drinks. When a whole bunch of shepherds would come together, they then could push off the stone, and they can get the drink. Says the Nesiva Shalom, Says in the Shushan, Hashem is being Mirames to us, He's hinting to us. It's Hashem's telling us something. And He's telling us the power of a Tzibur shall Yehudim. A power of a Tzibur of Yidin. Hagudim Yachtav that are bound together. Shefligu Bezet Tzadikim. Tzadikim speak a lot about that. The Torah is not just describing random facts. Like, cute. All of us learned as kids. All of us learned this story as kids. The Torah is teaching us truths. And truths that were, that are, and always will be. Rashi speaks about the Lushen of the Torah, Belushen Hoiveh, Belushen Avar, Belushen Asid. This story of shepherds around the, that are lying around the well and they need to get water for their flock and each individual is not strong enough to access the water but together with a zebra they can access the water says the Nesiva Shalom it's mirames to the power of a zebra of Yehudim that are bound together Shagudim Yachtav he says as follows, When a minion of Yidin daven together in a tzibur, that's a tzibur chitzayni, he calls it. But if they're mekusharim, if they're close to each other, if a, yidin, a group of Yidin just say, minion, 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 and a group of separate people, they don't feel bound together, he calls that a tzibur chitzayni, an external tzibur. But he says, But if they bond together in a deep way, then it's a tzibur pnimi. He calls it a tzibur pnimi. And when a Yehudi's miskasher to a tzibur of Yehudim, 
that a mekusharim yachtav, then it's misogel with the kayach of tzibur to come to higher, tremendously higher madregas. Even madregas that are higher that no individual person can come to, and higher than a person's teva. He says that there are many in Yanim, there are many things that an individual is not misogel to reach, but he needs kayach harabim. He speaks about Kedusha, and Yanei Kedusha, that when a person bonds with a Tzibur, he has much more power than he would have, even individually he doesn't have that power. And he says that's what the Torahs being Miram is, they gather there all the Adarim, v'golu evin me'al and then they have a Kayach that they can knock the rock off the well. Tzibur Pnimi. When the Mekusharim Yachtav. He says the Kayach, it's Shagadol Kayach Arabim Lagiela Madregis Hagavayas Piyasa. That's the Kayach, the Nes Vusham Kola Adarim, the Golu Asem Alpiaber. All the shepherds gather there, and then together, Tzazam, and they have a kayach to remove the evan from the be'er. The evan is that which is blocking the shefa. There's, a, there's water. There's a be'er, and we need to access that water, and the water is not reachable. It's blocked by a rock on top. But when all the shepherds come together, ba'achtos, so then they have a power. Then they could be nes v'sham kolo adarim. When all the flock are gathered there, they have an asifa, they gather together, then they have a kayach v'golu ha'sev me'al They can knock off the rack from the be'er and they can give the tzayin. And they can give the tzayin to drink. And he describes, this is the kayach, this is the kayach of the rabbim coming together and dominant. I want to say that we see, we've seen in these weeks, we've seen Klal Yisrael come together in tremendous, tremendous unity. And Yidna are davening and hoping, all the putting up, we get, we get lost in the pettiness, people pulling down signs. I'm not thinking of pulling down, I don't care who pulls down what sign, it makes no difference. I'm thinking about Yidin putting up signs, that Yidin, it's a tefillah. Yidin are thinking about the hostages and we're davening for the hostages. And we're seeing, we also get caught up in the eif and how they're released. Who done it? Who did what? To me, Lemaisa, Lemaisa, the Chesed Hashem, that hostages will be coming home. And this is something to know that when Yidin bind together, when Yidna Misachid, we have a tremendous, tremendous Kayach at Seber. But he describes in the Siva Shalom, they have to be Mekasher or Kesher Nafshi. I have this, I have this Hakbada, Avi, that when people come together for a minion, sometimes on the side of the highway, you'll make a minion. First, everybody should get to know each other. It's not just minion, minion, minion. First, Eilam should bind together a little bit should see each other, should speak to each other, should bind together with an achtos, with a unity, a oneness, that people are mekosher, care for each other, are there for each other. And then there was a group that's mekasher, what he calls a kesher pnimi. He calls us a tzibur pnimi. When they're just ten yidin there, but they don't care about each other, he calls that a tzibur chitzayni. But he says when ten yidin are ma'aged together, what were you saying, Gersh? It's a bad show, yeah, tzibur chitzayni is not what you're looking for. You're looking for a tzibur pnimi, a group of people that are ma'aged yachar, and then they have tremendous power. They can knock off places that are inaccessible, places that can't be reached. V'golu They can knock off the the rock from the be'er, and they're able to access, and they're able to access the water that's within. That is the kayach of a tzibur. I wanted a. I wanted to share. We're seeing. We're seeing a good besorah. We have to each. Yeah, each each. We cry by the difficult times, and we think we're we're people. Our maidim. I always I, I express that our maidim has to match our shmak elenu. 
we're constantly asking for something, we have to pause and thank. And I want to speak about the Chesed Hashem. I want to speak about the Chesed Hashem. It's, a, it's an exciting, it's, it's Chesed Hashem that, that people who the Shavu Vanim Lagvulam, that there'll be people that still we want, we want all the hostages, but we're thankful for each one that will be returned back to the Jewish nation, back to our people. I want to specifically speak about the Kayach of the, the Tfilis of the Tzibur, that it's Tzibur. Anywhere you go, Yidna Davning, and saying Tehillim, and coming together, but we're not doing it as a Tzibur Chitzani. We've been, we've bind, we've bound together, and we're doing it as a tzibur pnimi. We've been makasher together. We've come closer to each other, and that's a tzibur pnimi. That's a much more powerful tzibur, a tzibur that's that's bound together. And when we're bound together, our prayers are extremely, extremely powerful. They mean a lot, and they're powerful when we have this tzibur pnimi. Yeah. It's 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 interesting, and certainly people struggle with tefillah b'tzibur. What that means? We pray. What do we have to come together? There's a power of yidden who are bound together. There's such a power. This is the pasuk's describing. This pasuk. The nesvushamakol adarim. When all the flock gathered here, then the galu asev malpia bear. They knocked the they knocked the rock right from the bear. The hishku esatzayin and their zayicha to the shefa. They could give drinks to the same. Okay, I wanted to read that pasuk and say this nesiva shalom to the chaver. Yaakov Avinu, we know he comes to the bear and he sees people lazying around and there's a sugi of geneva. They're stealing. Because they are all paid to, be, to bring the tzayin. These are shepherds who are bringing people. They're working. A typical shepherd is hired. And he's taking people's sheep out to graze in the yard. He's taking people's sheep out to graze. And that's their job. They're hired for a task. And they came way too early. Yaakov Avinu shows up to the Be'er. And they're there way too early. And they're sitting around not doing their jobs. And ultimately, Yaakov Avinu, who's an MS Yaakov, the Midah of Yaakov Avinu's honesty, at the end of the parasha, it speaks about Yaakov's incredible honesty. He's hired by a liar, by Esav, who has switched his... who has... Vatachlif as maskurti eres aseris minim. Tens of times, love uncheated Yaakov Avinu. And nonetheless, Yaakov worked with tremendous honesty. I was there by day, and the heat was, I was, I was sitting in the baking sun, Yaakov Avinu says, but I worked honestly. The Kerach Palayla, and snow at night. I kept sleep from my eyes. The tyrant describes Yaakov Avinu's honest work ethic. He was an honest person. And he did his job, and his boss was a liar and a cheat. But Yaakov Avinu, his midah was honesty. His midah was erlichkeit. He did a job, and he did a job fully. We come, we all come from Yaakov Avinu. I love when a guy, when a guy takes a job in camp. By the way, if a guy is paid zero dollars and zero cents in camp, he's a hired worker and he's getting money. He's getting a free summer. He's getting room and board. Now, he could feel he's underpaid, but I don't think he was forced to take the job. He, he took the job. And we come from Yaakov Avinu, Emes Liyakov, an honest person who does an honest work and does the job honestly. I love when a guy is refing in camp. It's part of his job. It's just to me, it's, I don't want to say this word symbolic because it's not just symbolic. It's practical, but it's also a guy is hired to work in a camp. Part of what many counselors are asked to do is ref a game. When I see a guy not run to half court, he's not doing his job, well, I always feel he's not learning from Yankov Avinu. We come from Emes Yankov, and the guy's hired to do a task. I love the guy who does it with Erluchkeit. He's paid money for this job. This is part of his job. And the guy who's on it, who's involved, who's focused, who does his job, the Shlemus, that's Yaakov Avinu, that's Emes Yankov. He's hired for a job, he accepted to do a job, and he's doing it, Bishlemus. I never want to see a ref like he doesn't even come to half court when, they, when they're on the offensive zone, he's all the way back. 
He's being lazy. That uh, it's very, very shvach. That's not Yaakov Avinu. That's like the shepherds who are lazying around, not doing their job. Yaakov Avinu's midas emes, and he sees the shepherds behaving in the opposite midah that Yaakov Avinu is so strong on the emes liyakov. And Yaakov Avinu sees shepherds who are lazying around with the sheep. Now what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to be out in the sada, grazing the flock, working hard. Late in the day when the sun sets, the sheep has eaten the whole day, they all meet by the well and then all the shepherds together knock the stone off the well and they drink. But these shepherds are lazying around and Yaakov Avinu gives them musr. And he says, Hein oida yoim gadol. There's still a long time left in the day. It's not time yet to gather the sheep. Give the sign to drink and go pasture. Do your job. Stop lazying around here. What are you sitting around? Give them to drink and go bring the flock out to graze. You do your jobs. He gives them musr. But what's interesting is, is well before Yaakov Avinu gives them Musr. Well before he gives them Musr, there's a whole conversation. This is what Yaakov's confronted with right away. Yaakov Avinu's midas honesty. And he sees the shepherds behaving in the way contrary, exactly opposite of the Yaakov's behavior. When he's hired for a job, he does it. He's invested. He's in. And he's erluch. He's loyal to his job. And this, and these shepherds are hired for a job and they're not doing their job. But Yaakov Avinu, before he gives them Musr, he has a whole conversation. He sees them, the misbehavior of the shepherds. He says, Achai, my brothers. Now the Torah, is, the, every word in the Torah is true. Yaakov says, my brothers, means it's not a word. It doesn't just say, dude, buddy. Yo, Achi, my brother, he's saying Achai. There's a younger guy in Yeshiv who always says Achi, Achi, Achi. He like, he found this expression. Achi, Achi, I don't mind he says Achi, but don't just say words. Do you mean it? Are you feeling that? When the Torah records a word, every word in the Torah is Emes. And Yaakov says to the shepherds, Achai, my brothers. Does he, that means that he felt an equalness to them. He felt equal. My brothers, I feel close to you. I feel equal to you. And he asked, May I not them, where are you from? We're from Haran. Do you know Lavan? We know him. Is everything okay by him? He enters into a whole dialogue with the shepherds, and then he gives them Musr. So certainly it's a good idea. It's a good advice. If you ever want to give somebody musr, if you just come right away and give him the musr, it's not going to be an escabel. The musr is not going to be listened to. But the tire is just not is not just saying it's not a trick how to get your musr listened to. A good shmaka plan. First schmooze with somebody and then give musr. The tire is teaching us the truth. That Yaakov Avinu sees the shepherds, the first thing he sees is Achai, brothers. He sees equals, he sees people he connects and relates to. There's a conversation. Afterwards, there's a Musr Shmuz. I, I always say the Gedder, if somebody's talking in Shul, so there's a dinner, if you turn around and you just see an annoying talker in Shul, don't say a word to the guy. Because you just call a paisel b'mumar paisel. You're literally just taking your insecurities and letting it out at him. You're insecure that your shul's not such a stark place. Maybe you have a guest over, you have insecurities. You're just taking your own insecurities and letting it out on somebody else. Call a paisel b'mumar paisel. Whoever passes somebody else, what's the raya? Maybe you're, maybe you're just giving it musr. The answer is, if you see him, if you see him, Ravichamaya Morgenstern, who just get made a chasna last night, and one of the greats, one of the real tzaddikim of our generation, he says this, I saw in one of his shiurim, that he says this, he says that, how do you know, he says, if you should give a guy musr or not, he said, if you passel him, if you look at him and see him as puzzle, it's called so then you just, Inflecting, you're just putting your stuff on him. If you turn around and you see an impressive yid, 
First of all, you're impressed the guys in Shul. He came to Shul today. Quite impressive. You also impressed him as a very nice belt. You're a shtickle and timid, a good looking fellow. So if you're impressed by him and you're impressed he's Shul, you're the guy you can give him Musr. You can give him Musr. By the way, he shouldn't be talking. It's Tzrechtag, he shouldn't be talking in Shul. You're right. But there you see the person, the goodness of the mensch. And by the way, that's how exactly how Yaakov gives the Musr is not a trick. The Torah is recording what Yaakov Avinu saw. He first saw people, Achai, my brothers, people he felt a care to, people he wanted to meet. Who are you? Do you know Lavan? In middle, he also noticed Hashem gave Masiata the Shmaya that he can uplift people around him. And he also noticed, I also noticed, Grad, I noticed that you're talking in Shul. So if it's, you see the goodness of the person and you're impressed and you appreciate the mensch, so then you have a Musr to say that will zikha work. That will zikha, of course it will work. You say a person on Shul, I don't think you should be talking in Shul. But the first thing is to see Achai, Meyayanatim. The first thing is to see somebody you look down at. Somebody described me, they were talking in Shul, and Rebelski, the Tarvadas, Rebelski was the Rosh Hashiva of Tarvadas. I have a special appreciation of my family. He was a Goyen Betair. We were years ago that Rebelski's grandson learned in the Yeshiva a number of years ago. It was a serious Ben Tair, Rebelski's grandson. Now, this great giant, Rebelski, was the Rosh Hashiva of Tarvadas. Hudi's Mishpacha. In our mishpacha, we have a special appreciation, Avi, for Abelsky. Why? My father was in a mixed school, and he went to Camp Agoda for the summer. He went to Camp Agoda, and one of his, I don't know if it was his counselor, or one of the counselors, Rebelsky, and Rebelsky had a big impact on my father. And together with another counselor, they convinced my grandparents to switch my father to a yeshiva. They went, they actually drove to the city. And so Rebelski, my father, out of gratitude, Hakar Satayv to Rebelski, many summers used to bring us. Rebelski would make a Malav Malka in Camp Agoda. We grew up, we were in Camp Heller. But every summer, Rebelski would make a Malav Malka. For many years, my father would bring us kids to Rebelski as a gratitude. Here, my kids are B'nai Tayr. I'm raising a family of B'nai Tayr. And gratitude to Rebelski, he would bring the Mishpacha to Rebelski. Why, I forgot now why I was quoting Grabelsky. I wanted to talk. Oh, so a guy was talking. So a guy was talking. A guy was talking in shul. A guy was talking in shul, and Rebelsky said, "When I was a youngster, I also struggled with this." Now I don't know if it's true. Could be Mishanim at Me'ashalom, but Rebelsky said, "When I was a youngster, I also struggled with this." He told the guy, like, I relate to you a lot. I also struggle to talk in shul. And somebody showed me the halacha, and it made a big impression on me. So I want to learn the halacha with you. I thought it was such a powerful... It was, it's not a trick how to give musr. It's not just a power. Tricks don't work. It's Rebelski looked at the guy. I'm, I'm exactly like you, me and you. We didn't look down. The same as Yaakov Avinu. Here the Torah is recording Musr. The only way Musr ever works if it's preceded not by words external, my brother, a nice boy. Achai, my brother, if you see a person as an equal, somebody I look up to, I appreciate, I see you just like me. If you see an Achai, so then of course a person gives Musr and the Musr is niskabel, the Musr is accepted. If you see somebody as inferior, you see somebody as looking down, so then the Musr is not accepted. It gets, it's very frustrating to me, very. People will say about the yeshiva, I know you're not into the tough thing. People will say this all the time, but I'm crazy into being tough. I'm like, I, I can't be more, I'm into being tough. Yaakov Avinu, of course, we keep the tough. What are you doing? You're Ganev. But you beautiful Ganev was exactly like me. If you see a person, if you respect a person profoundly, you see greatness in a person, you like a person, you love a person. Narvas, we all have mistakes. We're all human who make mistakes. But it can't just be lip service. If you see a wonderful, wonderful person, you nishtaymin from amazing soul, a big time soul, so then you could give some musr. You should 
give Musar Avada, a person, everybody, who wouldn't want to be corrected? We're all human. We all have error, and it's the best thing. Somebody corrects your error is good. One of the Kenyane Atayras, Eves Atayachas, to love Musar. Rebuke is wonderful if somebody sees you as Achai, as an equal, as a wonderful, somebody's respect is maintained. There's a pshat I like saying over in yeshiva. I have to say this pshat to the chevra. It's from the Maram Shek. The Maram Shek says the following pshat, and I want to say over, my kids have heard this from me many, many times, but I want the chevra. Danny, I want you to memorize this pshat. This is, this is the Rebbeim and yeshiva were very into tough. Rabbi Ras will tell a guy you offer. I was snicky. Rabbi Zonavada. Why wouldn't you tell somebody? We would want to be told off, and we want a bacher. Yesterday, a bacher told me you off Stark. I was so appreciative. He was right. He was right. Why did I accept it? Because he respects me. He respects and tells somebody who wouldn't want a friend to correct. It's when a person looks down and doesn't have the achai preceding the musr. So then you have not. Listen to this vart from the Maram Sheik. Shmuel, I want you to, Mayor, I want you to bring this back to like this. I'm not telling this word unless you take off your coat. This word, no chance. Let's go off with the coat. This is a no coat word. <laughs> you ready for this one? <laughs> Mayor, you ready for this one? Listen to this one. Mayor is bringing our team to big heights. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Good win, Leslie. Good win. <laughs> Mayor, listen to this word. You ready for this one? The Pasuk says... Verge, get this word. <laughs> the Pasuk says like this. The Pasuk says... You ready, David, for this word? Al toichach Say the words. Al toichach leitz, You got the word, Shimmy? Al toichach leitz. Pen yisneeka. The words mean, don't give musr to a scaffer, to a leitz, lest he'll hate you. Don't give musr to a leitz, to a scaffer. A leitz is someone who doesn't take things seriously. Don't give musr to a scaffer. She'll just hate you. Yeah, this what what the pasuk says. Don't give mustard to a scaffer; he'll just hate you. Sure, will you hear this pasuk? <clears throat> ask the ran, ask the rishonim a bomb kasha. The gemara bab matziah shuvi says the double lashon aicheach teichiach is you're supposed to give teichacha even if a guy until a guy mamish will smack you, you still give mustard. So what does the Gemara mean? Don't give Musr lest he'll hate you, so he'll hate me. So uh, you still have to do a mitzvah, what's the Pasuk saying? Don't give Musr, because he might hate you. Since when is that a heter? So he'll hate me. I still have to give Teichacha. And the Pasuk says, Don't give him Musr, lest he'll hate you. What type of, what, what's the Pasuk saying, Shui? The Gemara Darshan, do you have to give a guy Musr, and if he if he throws a punch, you got to give him musr. And the Pasuk here says, don't give musr, lest he'll come to hate you. The Ran, Arishan's cash. Says the Maram Sheik, who I believe was a Talmud of the Chassam Seifer, is that accurate, Revezi? So the Maram Sheik, not to be confused with the earlier Achran, the Maram Shif. This is the Maram Sheik, who was later, who was a Talmud of the Chassam Seifer. Says the Maram Sheik, that the Pasuk doesn't mean don't give a leitz musr. It means al toichach leitz, don't look at him as a scaffer. If al toichach leitz, pen yisneka, if you look at him low and give him musr, he'll just hate you. That's all you accomplish. It's not saying not to give a yid musr, it's saying to, if, if you look at him that way, you're not the guy you could say any musr, al toichach leitz. If you look at him, what's with this guy? Penya Snackle just hate you. So what do you have to do? You're supposed to give Musr. If the word is that it's not about your own flaws, it's not your own insecurities, you'll see a wonderful person. A guy came up to me. There's a true story. A guy came up to me. All like breakers. I can't dive in here. Somebody near me talking. He was like bent out of shape. 
it was so obvious to me that he wasn't the one to give any Musr, so vite, so distanced from giving Musr, it was so posh and it was his own insecurities. He was so bent out of shape and so ridiculous. It was obvious, you're not the one to give any Musr. What I would advise you is figure out all your insecurities, your unhealthinesses, get healthy, and then we'll see. Maybe you'll be able to help another Yid. <coughs> if you see him as a Leitz, it's not saying not to give another Yid Musr. It's saying to be healthy oneself. If you see him as a Leitz, he'll just hate you. And the job in the Musr, of course, is to see a good person. Yaakov Avinu's Musr, that first it's Achai Meyayinatem. There's an Achva, a relationship, a friendship, a respect to the person. Nachtem, you say, And this is by Yaakov Avinu. These shepherds were breaking the very essence of Yaakov's Midah. It wasn't like some side Aver. The very Mida that Yaakov was strong in, these shepherds were struggling, and yet it didn't affect. He sees a brother, he sees people worthy of being equals to him. He has a respect to the next person, a tremendous, tremendous respect for the next person. I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah. That's what he's, it wasn't like a trick. It's not a trick to give the must. That's what he saw. The Torah records that. The first thing he sees in these people. Ah, Geshmaka people. That's the first thing he sees. Yeah. It means an equal. He felt equal to them. He saw people. He was, ah, means there's some equal. There's equality. Ah, a brother means that, that you're, you're on par with me. You're an equal. I see you as I see you as an equal. Why he didn't. So that's a good question. They respond. It's interesting, Morty. And this is very fast. And it almost looks like his musr's wrong because he said to them, quickly give to drink and go back to pasture. They're like, we can't. So he gives musr and he seems to be wrong. That's a good kashamartha. Either way, he had Musr, and what it looked like to him is that they were, that they were being lazy. Lemai said they had a reason. They said, we can't be mashka that sign because we can't get it off and we're waiting for others to come. Flick it off, watch. Boom. Yeah, Yaakovina then flicks it off. Yaakovina just bangs it off. But they, they didn't have his strength. They, they needed, they needed, <laughs> yeah. Rabbi say this 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 nekuda to, to to be secure enough when we when we work on our own self and we're secure enough we see good in others even when they have flaws because so do we but we accept our flaws and we accept their flaws when we don't accept our own flaws we passle other people that's what you call a paisal he says that seeing somebody doing something wrong Ravitcha Meyer says is not a sign that you have flaws when you passle. When you look around and all you see is an annoying talker, when all you see is an annoying talker, it doesn't work. I was happy. One of the chevra called me up. I spoke, I spoke here. It bothers me that Shah doesn't work. There's shuls saying Shah for like 40, 50 years, and the same people talk. And I hold that people accept truth. So why doesn't Shah work? Shah, Shah. You have shuls, they've been saying Shah to the same people 40 years, and they're still talking. I think the truth, Nikarim Divrayemes, the words of truth are recognizable. Human beings have a soul, and when truth is shown to a person, it should be, it should be listened to. People have an itia to truth. So it needs, a, it needs a pshat. Why isn't the person running to truth? People have an itia to truth. So if a person's not running there, what's the blockage to it, Maish? I want to know what the blockage is. So to, I've said in the past, people say shat to a talker, so I've said here that the talkers are the holiest people in shul. And I feel this way. If you ever see people go to hospitals and they cheer up all the patients, Shmuel, you're impressed with people like that? They go around hospital room to hospital cheering up patients. I hold, David, that talkers are holier than hospital visitors. Because, David, a hospital visitor gets a lot of covet for what he does. 
You're impressed with a guy who goes room to room cheering up people? Get a lot of covered. Shh. You give them big, big time covered. A talker in shul is the same midah. There are always guys. That, the guy who talks in shul is the guy who's trying to cheer everybody up. That's his midah. He's always a guy who like cares a lot about people and he goes around the joke to this one, the news to this one, chizuk to this one. They're cheering people up. But they're much bigger than the hospital because the hospital guy gets covered for it and the shul talker gets shah. He gets like berated for it. So they're like a holy hospital visitor. Now I'm not condoning and saying a guy should talk in shul. I can't stand it. I don't like that. There should be decorum in shul. You're not allowed to talk during davening. But I'm saying if you see what the person is and you're impressed by a guy who gives chizuk, such a nice person. He actually gives a hoot and goes around and wants to cheer people up. And you see him as such. My brothers, good people, fellow good people, inspired people. Narvas, you're not allowed to talk in shul like Rebelski gave the musr. He said, I also was a talker. I don't know if he ever talked. I doubt it. But he meant I'm also a talker. He means I'm a fellow. He said, Achai. He told the guy, nah, you, you know, you, ah, you lola. He, he looked at him, I'm also a talker. One of the chevra, one of the chevra listens to the shiurim called me up. And he said, I have a guy in my shul who talks, who annoys the brains out of me. He always talks. I, oh, I can't stand him. He said he thought about it. And he said he's probably one of the nicest guys in the shul. He said, now he looks at him, good, of course this guy will stop talking shortly. It's Pashat. Now when he says on shoulder, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm also a fellow talker, I also have my stuff, you have your stuff, but you're a, you're a kind person and you say, shots, it's Gantz the guy will probably stop talking in a matter of minutes. It's Pashat, he's on his way to stop talking. He has to say, no, a person shouldn't talk in shul. In the middle of prayers, we're talking to Hashem. There should be the proper decorum. It's Tvarim Pshutim. I'm not condoning at all. A person shouldn't talk in Shul. It seems rather obvious. A guy's a very kind person. To say that by the Kiddush, he should go around, he should give Chizik to everybody during the prayers. He shouldn't talk Pashat. But understand who you're seeing and what you're seeing. And if your Shah reflects who you're seeing and what you're seeing, and what you're, if, if the Shah reflects who you're talking to, what you're talking to, what you're seeing, so of course the Musr will hit home, it will work. If it doesn't reflect, if it's our own insecurities and our own frustrations, so then of course the Musr won't hit home. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna move forward to later in the parsha. I wanna. This is a, this is a aside many years ago. I shared, we had, Revezi and I had a friend who learned in the yeshiva, a person who was a very big, a growing person, a person who's been through Shas many times today, when he was in yeshiva, a growing person, he had a notebook where he would write down observations that he sees on the world, Gershi, many, many years ago, a guy in yeshiva, way before your times. And Gershi, this guy used to write down observations on life, and I told him an observation that I learned from Tyra, and he showed me in his notebook that he made the same observation. All of us know that Lovin is a liar. That Lovin is a liar. He's a, he's a Ramai. Lovin a Rami is a Ramai. He's a liar. And that's a meed of Lovin. The Tyra says openly, Yaakov Avinu says, that Hichlef es Maskorti aseres Mainim. Yaakov Avinu says he switched my wages tens of times. He was a liar. He'd promised this and never deliver what he promised. Lovin's a liar. Now, Yaakov Avinu is very, very good to his wives. The Torah describes, it's open psukim in the Torah, of Yaakov Avinu working loyally to support Rachel and Leah. That Lovin is bad to his daughters is open psukim in the Torah. Lavan's bad to his daughters is psukim in the Torah. The Torah says, when Yaakov Avinu says to Rachel and Leah, it's time to leave. 
the house of Lavan, so Rachel and Leah reply, He treats us like foreigners. We're like foreigners. He doesn't... So that's open psukim in the Torah that he doesn't treat his daughters well. I'll read those psukim. Yaakov tells Rachel and Leah, it's time to leave. He says, you know, I served your father, I gave my all here, and your father switched my payment tens of times. And he describes it's time to leave. After they respond, after Yaakov gives this long speech, Vatan Rachel Valeya, Rachel Leia respond, and they say to Yaakov, we don't mind leaving. You think we have any future here? We're like foreigners to him. So the Torah openly states that Lavan is not good to his daughters, and, ya- Ra- and Yaakov Avinu is good to his, is good to his wives. Lavan says to Yaakov Avinu when they're parting, when Yaakov Avinu's parting, he makes Yaakov swear. He's nervous. He says to Yaakov as follows. Imtanes benoisei, if you pain my daughters, v'imtikach nashma benoisei, re'ei alikim eid be'nivei He makes like this pact and he says to Yaakov, Avinu, I'm nervous. You'll be bad to my daughters. Imtanes benoisei, if you're bad to my daughters. Now, what in the world's going on? Lavan is the one who's bad to his daughters, and Yaakov's good. And yet he looks at Yaakov Avinu and he says, Imtanes benoisei, I'm nervous. You'll be bad to my daughters. And what I told this friend of me and of Revezi and mine, I told him that I see a liar loses a sense of truth. We think that a liar lies to others, they fool others. What happens to a liar is they themselves lose a sense of the truth. They stop knowing what's true and what's not true. It's not just they lie to others, they stop knowing what's true and what's not true. That's what I learned from this Pasuk. That Lavan looks at a Yaakov Avinu, it says, I'm worried about you, I'm worried, Yaakov, you'll mistreat my daughters. Yehuda, that tells me that a liar doesn't just lie to others, they lose a sense of the truth. So I said this to a friend of Rebbe he showed me his notebook. He showed me his notebook, and he didn't, wasn't coming from this Pasuk, that he observed he knows somebody who's a liar, and he observed on liars that they lose a sense of the truth. They don't just tell others the truth, they themselves no longer know the truth. So I chapped the pshat, in a Gemara. The Gemara says the Einish Chazal say the Einish of Abadai, the punishment of Abadai means a liar, is even his truths are not believed. So before I had this realization, I thought he's the boy who cried wolf. If you lie enough, even your truths are not believed because you keep lying, so people don't believe. They don't believe you're telling the truth. Chazal is saying do be something much deeper. It says the einesh of abadai, the punishment of a liar, is even his truths are not believed. I want to say on a liar, if he passes a lie detector, let's say lie detector tests work. I don't know if they're accurate. But let's say, well, according to this, it wouldn't be accurate, right? But let's say a lie detector can prove intention, and we know 100% that the liar is not trying to lie. You still don't believe a liar. Because the Einish of Abadai is even as truths are not believed, you don't know the truth. That's the punishment to a liar is he himself loses a sense of the truth. So I believe you, you're not lying, but I don't think you know the truth. And really there's a Rashi in Gittin to support what I'm saying. The rule is if a guy loses a lost item, you have to return it to him with a simon. He needs to give a simon. If, he wants, if, if you find something shmuel, and I want to get it back, so I have to bring a simon. If a person never lies, they're allowed to say tfiyasai, and I recognize it. Avi, good win last night. Excellent job, Avi. So, yeah. Shmuel, if a guy has tfiyasai, and if a guy never lies, and he says, I recognize it as mine, you return it to tfiyasai. 
But if a liar says that I recognize it as mine, you're not allowed to give it to him. He needs a simon. Now, why that? Simple pshat, as you say, because he's lying. Rashi says that a liar doesn't have tviyasayim. It's not pshat that he's lying. He really thinks it's his, but he doesn't know the truth. A liar loses the sense of truth. So Rashi and Gittin says this pshat. And that's the, what happens by a liar is he loses the sense of truth. How does, he, how does he get out of that trap? Like, how does he not become a liar? Yeah, I know. He, to, to me, to, it's a good question. It's a very good question. I think one of the most precious things, I, I like that question. I think one of the most precious things all of us have in our life is the ability to recognize truth. When I, when I went to South Africa, so a Yid, a yid told my wife and I something amazing. A Yid told my wife and I that he was talking about the Yidden of South Africa, and he said on himself, many Yidden are observant and tzaddik, an incredible Yidden in South Africa, but he said on himself that I struggle with the Torah. He said, but I don't accept. He said conservative reform. He said, I don't accept any trades in Torah. The Torah is true, and the Torah is accurate. I want to work. I have my struggles. I have my difficulty. I'm not willing to change the Torah. I'm not willing to make falsehood. I thought it was such a beautiful thing that a yid keeps our, our ability to recognize truth is one of the most important things that a not one, probably the most important thing that a human being could have in our lives is the ability to recognize truth. We said before, nikarim divrayemis, the truth is recognizable. I think how careful we have to be, the human being is capable of distorting truths. To fit, to fit their lifestyle, to fit what they want to do, they can distort truths. There's a book, there's a book a guy wrote, it's called, it's called Kaddish. Guy Leon, I forgot his last name, wrote a book about Kaddish. He said Kaddish for his father, and he wrote a book, he researched it in Rishonim, Achreinim. Now the author of the book, at the point he wrote it, today, Mestama, he's a from Yid, I assume the Neshama came back. When he wrote the book, he was struggling with Yiddishkeit. But he wrote a Sefer, Mamish, like a Sefer on Kaddish, it's called Kaddish. And this guy wrote in, the, in his book, in his introduction, he says, I grew up, I was a from guy. And he says, I would love to say that I left the derech because of kashas I have. He said, I, he writes on himself, I left because of my own tivus, my own temptations. I was so impressed in his introduction. He says, I'm not willing to rewrite Torah. I'm not willing to see things to be corrupt. I'm an honest person. I have frailty and flaws, but I'm not willing to touch the truth. The tremendous price that a person pays when they're willing to lie and change things to fit themselves is they're going to lose a sense of truth. And one of the most important things all of us have in our life is the ability to call out and recognize truth see truth as truth. We could have struggles, we could have difficulties, we could, be, we could, we, we could grapple with our ability, with, with our getting there and living the truth, but never to change the truth. Chas v'shalom, to be mirachik from lies. This, this is a deep, deep einish, the einish of a bad day, the einish of a liar. What does he have to do to get it back? He has to have a commitment to MS Tfila, he has to daven. Terrible Ainesh of Abadai. The Ainesh of Abadai's, even his truths are not believed, means that even what he thinks to be completely, I promise, I'm not lying. I don't think you're lying, I just don't think you know the truth anymore. You don't have access to the truth, you don't have an awareness of what's true and what's not true. There's some, there's some condition that pilots describe. They could spin around and they lose a sense of what's up and what's down. A vertigo. Who just said vertigo? Good, good birch. Some form of vertigo. Good birch. Some form of vertigo. And they lose a sense. They lose a sense of what's up and what's down and their life's threatened by it because they have to keep their airplane going up and they lose their sense. It's life-threatening. When a human being loses a sense of what's true and what's not is a life-threatening condition. We're born with an instinct. We're born with a sense, a soul that recognizes truth from falsehood. We never want to lose a sense of that what's true, what's false. I watch people in the news today who, are, who, are, who, are, who stand up for the side of falsehood. 
I'm not talking about people that are the terrorists themselves, but people who stand up for the terrorists. And I'm nishtaymim that a human being could lose such a sense, what it would take. What type, of, what type of lying a person would have to engage in to lose a sense of what's true and what's not true. To have a complete fabrication of truth. To be so out of touch with what's true and what's not true. I'm amazed that people, that, that people who, who things they stand for, yet people in the colleges who things they stand for are the exact opposite of the terrorists. And yet they side on the side of the terrorists. They've completely lost the sense of truth and not true, of honest, of decency, of goodness. I don't just say I don't just say it's those terrible people. I say what we're capable of. We're all at danger if we lie enough and we lie about important things. We can completely get a distorted worldview of what's up and what's down. That's the einish of a badai, the einish of a liar that even his truths are not believed. So my tefillah to us all, my tefillah for us all, we should all have siyata deshmaya, to be people of truth, to have siyata deshmaya, to stay far away from lies in our own life, to really be mirachik from lies. That's a terrible place to be so distorted and see things so upside down and up is down and down is up. That's a dangerous place to be. Hashem should give us the strength to stay away from all sheker, to stay away from sheker. So even if, even if somebody has a mistake, has a flaw, but the truth is recognizable to them. They have a path back. They know the derech. They know where to go. They know what's true, what's right. I was so moved by this beautiful yid in South Africa who said, I have mistakes in my life, but I'll never create lies. I'll never make shetas. I'll never rewrite Torah. I always want to keep my eye on what's true and what's not true. I respect that tremendously, that we don't want the einish v'vadai, and to see a lovan to look at a Yaakov Avinu, saying, the liar lovan who's lost who's doing what and what's doing who has a complete distortion of what's up and what's down. That's the einish of a badai, the einish of a liar. Hashem should give us all the siyat nishmai to be part of the cat, the group of emestika people, not the cat shakranim. Chas v'shalom, not to be part of the group of shakranim, of liars that have a complete lack of sense of what's real and what's not, won't even see an event right. They lie, they'll have a distortion of how they see things. We should not be from that. That's the best you could do is have.